around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hey everybody, this is Lynn Mize. You're listening to the Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We just want to thank you for tuning in, joining us today. We're sitting around the table as usual. I've got uh, Terry Mize and Renee Mize with me, and uh, we're, they're in between trips as usual. And so we're just uh, excited to come in here, um, talk about some things together, and minister the Word, and then um, ready to tackle 2017. Happy New Year to uh, our partners and our listeners, and Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. My goodness, 2017, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about us at terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E dot com. Find out uh, what we're doing, what our itinerary is, what we're all about. Uh, lots of good resources on there, books, um, audio material, that sort of thing. So be sure and, and find us there. Find us on Facebook. We want to hear from you. We want to be connected. So Happy New Year. We're heading into 2017 with a full head of steam. You guys are just back from a long trip as usual, and, and we're, we're doing this podcast, and then you guys are out of here first thing in the morning. So you're not, you're not sitting around already here at the very beginning of the year. No, our last trip of the year was just a couple of weeks ago, just Christmas week, actually. We were in Tampico, Mexico for a, Tremendous, uh, tremendous crusade. We had a we had a good time. Soul saved. Tremendous amount of soul saved, and great miracles. I tell you, tumors disappeared and and uh, right. growth disappeared, and uh, just uh, just some really really powerful testimonies while we were there, and people just in tears and excited about it. And then we leave tomorrow for Mexico again, <laughs> and uh, we I'll be doing a healing crusade in a church for pastor that I've known for many 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 years, and then uh, we'll be doing a three day conference as well with uh, our dear, dear friends and my spiritual father and mentor, Wayne Myers, Wayne and Martha Myers, uh, having a conference um, Jan- in January every year uh, called Somos Uno, which means we are one. We are one. And uh, so we'll be headed down there tomorrow. So we hadn't That's been right. home. We hadn't hardly got unpacked from one Mexico trip to we're headed to the other. <laughs> no, and we're busy in the office. We, we, we've wrapped up the end of 2016 and, and getting things ready to go for 2017. So I feel like uh, the year snuck up on us. We're already... We're already into 2017, and we're scrambling to catch up with ourselves a little bit. Oh yeah, and of course, the end of the year is always fun for us because we're just we're just sending out money to orphans for Christmas, and uh, we talked about that all last week's our last month's podcast. And uh, so many partners just jumped on that and oh, sent money wonderful. in. And typically, I never even do much with the partners about that. The individual partners, I'll just simply text several pastors, just a handful of personal pastor friends, right. and uh, they'll respond. And, and this year, because of the podcast, we uh, we talked about it during the we December did. podcast. And so a lot of individual uh, partners just jumped in and sent offerings. And then, of course, the pastors did as well. And so uh, before Christmas, we had sent out over $31,000 to right. – uh, and uh, we've still got some coming in that, that right. we're going to send out. Uh, and then, of course, Renee and I will be in Romania in, in March, and we'll right. actually take money with us for those orphans. Uh, we've already sent money to them, but we'll actually take money again. And uh, we'll take them shopping, take them out to eat, take them to do something <laughs> fun. Right. And, uh, you know, usually we go in the uh, – when we're there in the warm months, we take them, as you know, you've been with me lots of times, Linda, we take them to the zoo sure. or take them some some fun place like that. But in the winter in Romania – a little cool, so we take them to shop and take them to the mall or something. But anyway, that was fun, and we just appreciate our partners. The pastors that sent money, uh, the partners that sent money, and people that are still sending money marked for that. Uh, it's just such a blessing because a lot of these kids, the only presents they get for Christmas or know anything about That's Christmas right. is just uh, what we send. Yeah. In fact, right. you've been with me, Lynn, where we've literally, literally, most orphans in most homes around the world, 
literally don't know how old they are. They actually don't know when their birthday is. And so you've been with me when I've just stood kids in front of me and, and, you know, some sweet little girl looks like she may be eight or nine or, or, you know, just missing some teeth. Maybe she just started losing teeth at six or, or some little boy that's, you know, we try to figure out how old he is. And uh, so I just assigned them a birthday because they don't have a clue. They don't know when they were born and uh, don't know how old they are. So they never had a birthday party. So I'll just say, well, well sweetie, uh, your birthday is going to be on, you know, June the 2nd, or your birthday is going to be on you know, December the 1st. And uh, we just try to figure out how old they are and then assign them a birthday. And then from that point on the rest of their life, that's their birthday that they celebrate. And we, we celebrate it with them every year, you know, and that no, sort of thing. So we do a lot of things like that with our, with our orphans, which of course is our, our humanitarian outreach of our ministry. You know, we have a missions ministry where we, we preach the gospel and where we train pastors and where we have healings and miracles and salvations and, and, and the ministry. But then there's that humanitarian side, uh, which we started the foundation many years ago. And we call it the JMICF or Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation. And 100% of that money, as you know, 100% of this given to JMICF actually goes to the field or to the orphan or to the place that it's given to. We don't take out any money for administration. Don't take out any money for staff. Don't take out any money for mailing. Don't take out any money for any reason whatsoever. A hundred percent goes. And so we're very happy about that. We're very delighted. And so here we were able to bless 12 homes for Christmas in five different nations in India and Romania and uh, Jamaica, Mexico and Haiti. And then besides that, we also sent money to uh, several missionary families just so they're their kiddos would be blessed and have money for Christmas. And they, they, we've already heard from them. They were so blessed and right. thanked us and it was a big surprise to them, you know. So we, we love to do that whenever we feel like we can bless somebody and, and just, you know, give them a leg up and give their kids a, a boost. You know, I love for missionary kids and ministry kids to know that Jesus loves them too. Yeah. Uh, and so that they can, that they can be blessed. So anyway, it's been a good holiday, been a good holy day. And as you know, at the end of the year, uh, for years and years and years, we've always, I've always taken you kids hunting because that, that week between Christmas and, and New Year's, uh, most pastors don't want to do a meeting, and, you know, except for watch night service or New Year's Eve service, which I, I do all the time. And, um, but, um, and you kids are out of school. So while y'all were little, I took y'all. And when you were teenagers, I took y'all. And now the, now the grandkids are, are up, you know, and, and uh teenagers and so now i take them so renee and i took three of the guys we took jake and luke and jackson colton couldn't go because he's actually guiding he's uh, uh guiding for with a friend of ours who has a waterfowl hunting uh business so he was out guiding for for sandhill cranes and and ducks and, ducks geese. and geese and cranes and so just the three boys got to go just jackson and luke and and jake and they had a great time and renee had a great time and i, I know a lot of our partners watch us on facebook and so i even put some a lot of pictures up. People have commented on on my personal Facebook page, and then uh, took a video of Renee shooting her first high-powered rifle. She took my thirty out six and uh, high-powered deer rifle, and she had never shot one before, never used a scope before, and so she shot her target. She didn't shoot an animal, but she shot her target. <laughs> uh, shot her target. Public and, uh, service announcement: She uh, did not shoot an animal. Yeah, yeah. Everybody be aware. There were no animals. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the in shooting of that video. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so it's been a good time, and we just got home last night. Uh, uh, what around seven, eight o'clock? And, 8.30. Uh, 8.30. Yeah. 830. And then we're leaving in the morning for Mexico. Well, and as a matter of fact, you guys actually did the last podcast without me from the road. Yeah. And yeah, that did, was actually. a lot of fun. That was, the one know, that... We, we had all three boys in the car with us, and we just pulled over on the side of the road and, the, and went around Dallas. 
and three boys sat in the car and got to hear all the details and watch us do it, which they had never done before. No, that's that's pretty good. Thank God for technology. Yeah, we yeah. were trying to get home to, to the office for, for Wednesday so we could do our podcast as normal, but... Uh, we Missed. just uh, we we got delayed today, and so we did it on the road. Just to, uh, what I have seen, you know, just just to recap a few of the things that Terry has said too is the fact that you know, in, in giving to the orphans through Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, um, the the consistency that we've seen in the last several years from the pastors to be able to give, they are just so ready to give. That, that's one thing I wanted our partners to know is that the pastors just are immediately ready. In fact, we had two or three pastors this year at, uh, in the end of November um, just begin to ask Terry and send him texts, have you gotten your money together? I didn't miss the offering, did I? And uh, they've been so generous and it's just been a, an amazing thing to see. And then this year to have the partners jump in and be a part of it. It's just thrilling to see it. And then once that money goes out, and in the in the three Christmases that I've been a part of the Mize family, I have seen uh, that also during that time, monies that come in, there's always some emergency in one of the orphanages or somebody needs an extra, uh, you know, a bill paid or taxes paid or uh, the boiler went out, you know, right. all of these things. And that money comes in and uh, through Terry Mize Ministries and Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, that money so generously has already been provided by the Lord Amen. for that Praise crisis. God. Yeah. To yeah be... This year we were able to help one uh, there in Romania. The government was really trying to shut him down yeah. over some uh, some back fees and bureaucratic red tape that wasn't even legal for them to charge it's, them that was as the thing. an orphanage. It wasn't even legal yeah, for and them all to of a sudden the government him. came along and said, you pay this now or we're shutting you, you down. You have five days to pay it. And we were so grateful that we already had the money in hand. No, it's a blessing. And Terry and I were sitting in the Dallas airport getting ready to fly out. I mean, this just is so amazing to me. I sat there in that Dallas airport. We had a restaurant having lunch, and, and we got this information. Terry's talking back to Lisa about it, and we we weren't sure about when and where they were going to have to have it. And just from the Dallas airport, we were able to to send back to the office, send that money, wire it to them, and they had it to face that very unjust situation and the hand of God moved on their behalf ahead of time Mm -hmm. for us to have the money to send. I think we sent them, what, $7,000? Yeah, it was seven. You know, just just in the time I've been dealing with Romania, and you know this is true, just in the years we've been going to Romania, which I think now is 15, I think 15 years, we have dealt with 10 different regime changes. Well, we we just get one one government agency where they're ready right, to work with us, and, right, right. and of course we're legal in Romania. We have our own corporation there, our own our own entity there, our own uh, um, uh, legal um, foundation. Foundation, thank mm-hmm. you. I started at five hundred one c three. That's not what they call it in in Romania. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and but we have we're legal there. Uh, but yet, nevertheless, we've had to deal with 10 different regimes, and we've been in the offices and talked with them, and some of them are very favorable, you know, of what, well, actually, all of them have been favorable of what we were doing. Some of them weren't favorable about uh, being able to talk to the orphans about Jesus. They right. weren't favorable about uh, foreign adoptions, because we were helping some right. Americans at one point. Years ago, we helped Americans get some of these sweet babies out and get them to, to America. Uh, and some of the new regime change changed that. But, but you know, that's what these guys have to deal with all the time. And so here they were dealing with an unjust and illegal fee that they were having to be made to pay. 
And, and then last year, I think it was a car. One of the one of them needed a car, right. and so we were able to supply the car because it was of all our the partners. Fees and taxes. And, and then, uh, and then the year the before car. that, you mentioned the boiler. The boiler. One, one of them called and said, uh, "Hey, our boiler's out." And and you know, in Romania, those winters are harsh, and a boiler doesn't just do hot water. It doesn't just heat hot water. It literally supplies heat for the home. Right. right. So for their boiler to be out doesn't just mean they don't have hot water. It means they have no heat in the home in those harsh Romanian winters. So right. we immediately. Uh, didn't even have the money, but we immediately said, yes, order the boiler, and we'll we'll believe God we'll have the money right. by the time it gets in. And and sure enough, by the time it got there, we paid cash for it. And, and so it's just a delight, and we appreciate our partners so That's much, right. both the individual partners, and we appreciate the pastors that will just go to their church and, and uh, receive an offer. And I've even asked pastors, just, just ask people to give $1. You know, if a church got 300 people in it and they give a dollar, that's $300. <laughs> we can help orphans with. So so yeah. it was a wonderful season it this really year, was. and we were able to help lots of kids. And, well, we um, were at another meeting uh, in Michigan, and several of the pastors came up to Terry right there in the meeting and says, you know, we're getting our money together, and you'll have it next at, uh, next Monday, you know, after the Sunday offering. So it's become something that is a marvelous year-end tradition that really puts a lot of cash into the hands of the people of God. Yeah, and I want to put a punctuation mark on that. We we talked about it throughout December, and and you mentioned it again a while ago, but to put a punctuation mark on it, um, all of that money not only goes directly to to what to what to where it needs to go, but nothing's taken out of it, and in, no, in not any in, in in any extra fees right. that uh, that JMICF the foundation incurs, the ministry covers. Oh, absolutely! And so because it's it's so important to us that that money, go, you know, if you give to the Red Cross or you give to some of these other worthy, fabulous organizations right. that help people all over the world, right. you know, just just the way things work, they have to cover overhead and they've got to cover staff, they've sure. got to do all these sorts of things, and, and so, it's legal for them to do so. Sure, absolutely, and I don't have a problem with it, but but it's been so fun for us to do it the way that we've done it to say, I, I had a gentleman ask me not long ago, I may have mentioned this a few podcasts ago, but I had a gentleman ask me, what's your intake outgo ratio? And I said, hundred percent. And he said, oh, well, it can't be a hundred percent. You know, I it. said, no, it, it's a hundred percent. And of course, you know, some of the government stuff was going on then with, with uh, big time uh, foundations that, you know, were getting caught, not sending a lot of money out and right. taking lots of money in. And I, and so it was fun for me to tell that man, uh, no, it's a hundred percent hands down. Right. We don't take a dime, not salaries, not overhead, not any mm-hmm. that. And then you mentioned earlier that that's not even what's a good way to put it. That's not even what we do. It's not our main focus. Right. That's the humanitarian. That's the humanitarian arm of what side. That's that, not the ministry. Arm that the way of what we do. That the way you've always put it is long before the we even started the foundation. We were involved in orphanages oh, yeah, and, and sure. with orphans and widows all around the world. And you used to always say that it was just your. How'd you put it? It's just your due service. Exactly. It's just your Christian duty. Exactly. Well, the word tells us Old Testament and New: take care of widows and orphans. Right. Take care of widows and orphans. That's our reasonable service. So as we traveled and as we ministered. And as we did crusades and pastors conferences and open air meetings and all those sorts of things, we'd come across the need, right, you know, right. and, and, you know, we just felt like, how can you not speak to that? How can you not touch I don't touch think I've kids? ever been to a country in my 40, well, this is January. So 49 years now of third world missionary evangelism. I started when I was, when I was 18 and I'm 66, I'll be 67 next month. And so 49 years of third world missionary evangelism. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever been to a country where people didn't take me to see an orphanage. You know, and I've seen the good ones, the bad ones, and the ugly ones. I've seen some that are pretty bad off and pretty, pretty rough. And then I've seen some, some very nice ones. The ones that we have and we're associated with are very nice. 
um, and um, then others that we we help support, but we have no authority whatsoever. We just help them and bless them with money, but they're government control. Uh, then we just try to speak into them, but we don't have any authority. But but uh, Psalms uh, or Proverbs chapter thirty one uh, says that we need to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves, and that we need to defend the rights of the poor and needy. And then James one twenty seven tells us that that pure religion, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this that you visit the fatherless and the widows and their affliction and keep yourself unspotted from the world. And that's what we've been about all these many, many years is our job, a Christian job. Anybody listening to me today as a Christian, our job is to, is to take care of widows, take care of orphans and to uh, keep ourselves straight. You know, that's why, that's why I married Renee because, you know, I was just, I was trying to do my part to help the widows. Aw. Yeah, no. And I deeply appreciate well, that. Well, sure. Between, from you just and trying Jesus. To, just trying to do what I can. Well, I was thinking too, you know, about that whole concept in the kingdom of God that, that the goodness of God is shown through a believer when we really show those acts of kindness and and pastors and churches as they look around their church and they see people that are that are really in need and when we talk about the christmas spirit it's really should have been the spirit of the holy ghost that well, lives sure. in believers all the time and of course that's very elementary we know that but on the other hand um that whole deal of looking after people around us when the churches as you've said lots of times as the churches if they'll do that on a collective basis and a corporate level paul said in second corinthians over there i think chapter six he said you both the church and corinth and each of you individually have an anointing and he said there are things you can do in a big way corporately where you'll be able to do bigger things. And, of course, when the churches come and give, then they give bigger into the whatever need there is. Then when the individuals give, they give smaller amounts. But it still is a thing that the body of Christ said, if we were all out there doing our job in the world and we were looking after the orphans and the widows and people that are a brother in need, a sister in need, then we're able to do that. That's not communism. Sure, that's no, no. Christianity. No, that's, <laughs> you know, First John three seventeen says says uh, whoso has this world's goods right. and seeth his brother in need, need. and shutteth shut up, up his, his bowels, bowels of compassion from, from him, him. Then he asks a question: How dwelleth well, the love, love of, God of God in him? In him. And then the next verse goes on to say, My little children, let us not love just in word, word. and tongue, but and, in indeed. deed and truth. You know, Renee, you and I have said for many many years, and that that we believe church is the best idea God ever had <laughs> Absolutely. after Jesus, after Absolutely. redemption, after after Jesus, then, then church. Because church is the only thing on the planet that God has. And so everything God does, he does through the church. That's right. And so the church is, I've said many times, the church is the best thing God has. It's the worst thing God has because it's the only thing God has. Right. So when the church is doing it good, then everybody gets blessed. When the church goes to sleep and does it wrong, and then it, right. it, it's not as good. But uh, even in these... Um, Lynn, you were talking about a while ago about the other charitable organizations, the secular ones, sure. like the like the, the famous ones, you right. know. And uh, some of those are really, really good. Yep. And you should check them out. And then some of them are not so good. Some of them are just right. very famous and get lots of money, but they don't they don't give so much money to where it's supposed to go. And uh, and so you need to check that out because some of them again are without reproach and tremendous. And I I give to those secular ones. But but the point I've always tried to make is if you give through the church. It's always going to get to where it's supposed to go. Yeah, and we're not, and we're not even talking about JMICF or Terry. Oh no, 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 no. I'm we're talking, talking about, about the church, about the church worldwide. The church, church worldwide. Right, right. You know, when Haiti had that horrible earthquake, uh, January the 10th of of, uh, uh, of 2010, 
and it killed uh, 500,000 people. I mean, half a million people went into eternity. And uh, immediately the church was there. Immediately the church went to help. And then, of course, the government organizations came and helped. They call them NGOs, you know, non-governmental organizations or what the churches. Then there are, then there are government organizations. And uh, d- during that horrible time or after that horrible time, ex-president Bill Clinton and ex-president George Bush got together and they raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for the earthquake victims and for the rebuilding of Haiti, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Good for them. But the truth of the matter is, because you and I go to Haiti, um, the money didn't get there. I'm not that it didn't get there. It got to Haiti, but then it got eaten up through, through corrupt officials. And I mean, it's not being used for what it was supposed to be used for. But on the other hand, all the monies that go to, went to the churches. I mean, Baptist churches, Methodist churches, Pentecostal churches, you know, charismatic churches, word of faith churches. The church. The, the, the people that sent that, those monies actually got to where they were going to. In fact, we've laughed a lot of times about, about, uh, uh there was a news story at, during that same time about a bunch of Baptist farmers up in Iowa that their pastor just said, Hey, Haiti needs help. They've had an earthquake. And so these farmers just said, Well, we'll go to Haiti. They didn't know where Haiti were. They were just sweet, precious Baptist. Farmer Christians, you know, and, uh, you know, I made a statement one day. I said, who ever heard of Baptist Niowa? But here, here these Baptists Niowa just jumped up and said, we'll go. And so they took money and went over there and uh, did their best to help and started helping. And they went to a pastor that their church back in Iowa happened to support, a, a Haitian pastor. And they said, Pastor, what do we do to help? And that Haitian pastor said, well, take these orphans right here and get in my church van right there and go down this road about 25 miles and give them to another, take these orphans to another pastor, one of our sister churches, and he'll take care of them. They said, well, sure, yes, sir. So they jumped in the van, put those orphans in the van, took off, went down the road. What they didn't know, (laughs) right? now you would know that, I would know that, anybody that travels internationally would know better, but what they didn't realize because they're Baptists from Iowa, they're farmers. The rest of the story. Yeah. What they didn't know is that road took them across an international boundary. So they actually left the nation of Haiti yep. and entered the nation of Dominican Republic. Now, there's no signs up there. There's no border checkpoint. There's nothing that says, hey, you're leaving Haiti. You're, you know, they just did what the pastor told them. Well, when they did, they got caught. And uh, people will remember this. You folks listening to this podcast will remember. And if not, you can Google it because the, those Baptists from Iowa got, got put in jail. Right. And they were going to put them in prison for life for international child trafficking. Child trafficking, that's right. And I mean, the president of the United States got involved. People from all over the world got involved. We finally got them out because they were totally innocent. All they were doing, they were Christians trying to be a help because that's what the church does. Just finding a need and And that's it. what Christians do. Find right. a need and meet it. Find a problem and solve it. That's right. Find somebody in captivity and set them free and find somebody from darkness and bring them to the light. Well, I always, I always think it's, it's a, you know, a crazy thing. You go back to the very beginning of the Bible and you've got Cain and Abel and Cain kills Abel and, and, and God asks him about it and he says, what am I, my brother's keeper? Yeah, my brother's and, keeper? And, and the truth is, is yes, you are. Absolutely. Well, I've called that the spirit of Cain. You know, you've heard me preach that yeah. for years. The spirit of Cain gets on the church and gets on, it gets on the world. And we just say, well, I'm not my brother's keeper. You know, well, those people are black. Well, those people don't wear shoes. Well, those people in that country don't speak English. Well, those people uh, aren't educated. Well, those people, you know, don't wear clothes. Well, those people, you know, and so we just say, am I my brother's keeper? And and like you said, the answer is absolutely resounding. Yes, we don't want the spirit of Cain. We are our brother's keeper. Yeah. Well, that's again, good. that's, you know, Second Corinthians, that, that scripture over there that we are, we have an anointing as the church and we have an anointing as an individual. And that, that inner anointing is the thing to get the job done. It's the ability that if we work together, 
we can get that job done. And I, w- I was looking at the scripture, a lot of people quote every year that God crowns the year with his bounty. And if Christians, the church, believers, pastors will organize and rally the troops, then there's that sense there that we can finish strong and we can start strong. That, that that we can we can finish out the year not in lack and we can start the year not in fear, but that we can do it together on a much higher class plane of casting our care over the Lord for personal things and that God himself <laughs> will help us get the job done and we'll get it done uh, in a more noble, dignified way that, oh, that really brings in, uh, I think it brings in more tools and more resources to get the job done. And it helps people see that God will go beyond your needs and your situation and your trials and tests and your drama and all of the things. If you'll keep your eyes out there on doing what God has called you to do on these big areas, that the anointing will come upon. It, it actually comes out of us and gets on us, and it'll do the same thing in a church full of, of believers as well as it'll do on the inside of us. And God delights in crowning I mean, putting his his hand on something that will literally, and it says in all his paths drip, uh, it says fatness, but it means, you know, the same, the word, the Old Testament Hebrew word for anointing was fatness sure. and thickness. He'll, he'll add Blessing. so much more dimension and bounty and overflowing in things if we do it the way God says to do it. And it just is such a miraculous way. And then we are able to teach people how to really walk in that way. Sure. And we're not just saying, here's the need met but that we're really able to show them that that there's no end and there's no limit to anything that God's ever going to do through the church. Well, you know, when when the church gets involved in something, uh, God helps them, the Holy Spirit helps them, to where they accomplish more by accident than the world accomplishes on purpose. Because you've got God helping you do what he wants you to do in the first place. I just wanted to say this. We've gotten so far off topic because we never start our topic. Uh, We just kind of all of a sudden start talking about uh, orphans and Christmas and that sort of thing. So, but let me, I did want to say some things about the church today. Um, You know, at the, at the beginning of every year throughout history, the church comes up with some slogan of what the year is, you know, and and usually it rhymes with the end of the year, you know, like if it's a, if it's a seven then we'll, you know, we're going to heaven in 07 or 97 or 87 or 77, you know, and, and, um, uh, just every year they come up with something rhyming like that. And yet people have asked me all the years they've known me, they say, brother Terry, what's your, what's your slogan for What's God saying for the new year? And I was like, missions. Missions. (laughs) Missions. <laughs> missions for 2017. Missions That's for 2018. Right. Missions for 2019. Missions for 2020. It's always going to be missions. God is always looking to vindicate the blood of Jesus. Jesus died for the world. God wants us to rescue the world. And so missions is what missions is the heartbeat of Jesus. And it is a supreme task of the church. And missions is what 2017 is about. And all the blessings of God will come on you, follow you around, overtake you. And uh, the church, the, the brother Osteen, you know, brother Osteen was was a dear friend, Joel's daddy, John Osteen, Lakewood Church, Houston, Texas. Uh, John was a dear friend, Pastor Osteen. He was also my pastor. I received him as a spiritual father. I received him as a pastor. And brother Osteen used to say this. He'd say, "Look, you bring people to Lakewood Church. You bring sinners in here." You bring sick people in here. You bring poor people in here. You bring prostitutes in here. You bring uh, homosexuals in here. You bring anybody that you can find. You bring them in here and give, give us one year. Just give us one year. You give us one year, and in that year, we'll help that's you. Right. And, and I, that's the way I feel about the church. You know, if you'll give God a year, 
If you'll give the church a year, if you'll give the Holy Ghost a year, if you'll, That's if right. you'll just say, Hey, I'm going to give this year to God. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do my best to live right. I'm going to see what God will do. Then God will jump in this thing with you and he'll help you. Like I said, do more by accident than, than somebody else would do on purpose. And so the church is, is a tremendous thing. And I appreciate pastors so much. That's right. We certainly appreciate our pastor partners that help us with missions around That's the world. Right. But the, you know, the pastors are the, are the overseer of the church and they're the, they're the shepherd of the flock and they're, they're leading the people and guiding the people. And, uh, you know, it's the church where everything's going to get done. So today, if I could just have one little theme, uh, it just be, we, we need to back the church, support the church. I tell people all the time, you need to grab hold of your pastor's coattail and you need to say, pastor, I'm going with you. You pastor this thing and I'll back you. You pastor this thing and I'll, I'll, I'll follow you. That's and that's, that's what I'd love to see happen in the church this year that every Christian, here we are in January. Mm-hmm. I'd love just to have Christians say, you know what? I'm going to give God a year. That's I'm, right. I'm going to give God 2017. I'm going to hook up with pastor. I'm going to hook up with church and uh, we're going to see what God's going to do. Psalm 121 says, I'm not going to look at the hills for where my help comes from. I'm going to look way higher than that. Amen. I'm going to look to the Lord. Amen. And when you look to the Lord, then casting all your care, like I said a minute ago, over on what God has promised you personally, he will do for you, then you've got the motivation and you put your tennis shoes on and you're going to run with the Lord to do the things for the kingdom of God. No, absolutely. You know, Oswald J. Smith is one of my famous old heroes from way, way back many, many, many years ago. And uh, he made this statement. He pastored the the famous People's Church in in Canada. And he loved missions, one of the greatest missions churches that there ever was. And uh, he made this statement about church. Mm -hmm. He said, no mother would put her newborn babe in a refrigerator. She sees that the room is neither too cold nor too hot. The atmosphere must be exactly what it needs for a baby. And then he makes this comparison. He says, now, if you go to a dead, cold, formal church, you'll freeze. (laughs) And if you go to a modernistic church, you'll starve. But if you'll go to a church where salvation invitation is given and souls are saved, if you attend evangelistic meetings where they sing uh, word songs, he says, he says gospel hymns, that's kind of old, old <laughs> language for his, his day, but where they sing songs that's got the word in it, and if you go where they pray and go where they testify, you will find yourself in an atmosphere exactly suited to meet your needs, and it's up to you to find a group of God's people on fire for souls. That's right. And he says, hence, that's my exhortation. My exhortation is not to join the church church, but link up with a definite uh, soul-saving missionary center. And uh, that was back in the 1930s when he made that wow. statement, but it's still good advice yeah, today. That's fantastic. It we is. need to give God a year and we need to get in church. Absolutely. Well, I don't, think, I don't think I can add to any of that. I think I just need to say amen. <laughs> well, that's good. And we and we, we want to say one more time, to thank you so much uh, to our partners. Uh, the pastors have partnered with us and for what we were able to do with orphans with your help. And, uh, and we wish you a happy new year. We're excited to go into this new year and, uh, looking forward to what God's doing. We, we started the podcast not that long ago towards the end of 2016. And I'm looking forward to doing this for a year now. And, uh, you know, yeah, give God a year. Being a, yeah, we'll give it, give him a year to, to be able to really bless people. So to those That's of you right. who are listening, we appreciate you. Uh, we want you to know that we're here for you. If you need prayer, you need somebody to talk to, you can call the office. The office number is 918-392-9930. You can also go to the website, terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E.com. Contact us on there. Ask us questions. We just, we want to be a help to you and a blessing to you if we can. And, uh, as a matter of fact, we want to give you an offer for this, uh, for this week. Um, uh, we've got a CD. 
that we're offering and we want to give it to you for free just as a gift to you it's called on your way to a miracle that we know will be a blessing to you and we know that that as we go through 2017 it's going to be something that you'll be glad that you listen to glad to have in your arsenal and will be a blessing to you so thank you for joining us tune in next week we release our podcasts on wednesday you can go to terrymize.com and find all the archived podcasts and uh, we just enjoy being with you and want to hear from you so until we talk next time god bless you we love you You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.